Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5. 30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Cancel culture, baby. Cancel culture. What do we do? How do we fight back? Uh, Three victims in the Las Vegas shooting. And Joe Biden says, I'm not sure if I'd be running if Trump wasn't running. How about that, huh? Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. They're always trying to cancel us these days. They're always trying to make our life difficult, take away all the fun. Well, thank God Jimmy Fallon brings the fun and he brings the hammer every day, 12 to 3, on his nationally syndicated radio show, Fox Across America. And he's here right now. Jimmy Fallon, everybody. Boom! Zioli, you can't compliment me like that or I'm going to have to give my drug dealer a raise. I understand. Well, he's a good guy, we've, that guy. <laughs> we've had this talk. You know how much I'm paying for whippets these days in Times Square? <laughs> More of these intros. Guy's going to be raking me over the coals, but it's good to get the band back together, girlfriend. I missed you. I missed you, too. It's been a while. I filled in for you last week on your show. That was an honor. Thank you. Stop it. (laughs) Funny. Uh, Listen, you're like, did that sound sincere? I've been rehearsing it all morning. But (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Love to add three hours to my day of stuff I don't really want to be doing. But no, I was happy to do it. I really was happy to be there. Uh, awesome. No, it's great. They love you. My, my, my listeners, by the way, because you know this, we're like, we have the same like demented sensibility, but it works. Because yeah. here's the newsflash. Everybody kind of lost this in the, in the shuffle. We're the good guys. You know, we've known we were the good guys. Our listeners know we're the good guys. But the world tried to confuse the issue for a little while there. And tell us other people were the heroes, virtuous, morally upstanding people. But all of those morally upstanding people are now calling for the death of all Jews. And they've kind of abandoned the high ground at their college campus, have they not? <laughs> That's uh, certainly one way to say it. The college campuses are nuts. I mean, my, man, well, listening to some of these people testifying yesterday, these, the presidents of these universities, they're saying, when people are out there demanding, uh, chanting death to Jews, do you find that to be bullying? And the, you know, the college <laughs> presidents are like, that ah, depends. 
It's like, it's like, what kind of death? I mean, if we got into specifics, it's crazy. Because this is what you think about, too. Colleges were canceling Halloween because they were like, you know, some of these costumes can be culturally insensitive. If you braid your hair, but you're not of Polynesian descent, that's technically culturally insensitive. I'm like, but you're letting people call for the death of an entire race. I'm like, last I checked, they're not selling that Hallmark card. At least they're out of them at the one I go to. Uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, you, 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 they, they would cancel Halloween because a uh, fraternity or sorority would wear sombreros and they would, they would kick everybody off campus and say that was culturally insensitive and they'd send everybody to re-education camp. But if you're out there demanding death to the Jews and the destruction of Israel, they're like, well, you know, there's free speech and, um, <laughs> and also a man snacks. works his whole life. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, congrats on the book, buddy. This is fantastic. This is great. Now, th- did you and the Ghost Rider spend a lot of time together, or was it just kind of good over for the phone? you? Good for you. You want to know what's <laughs> the, that, the best thing about me? And I, I'll take every cheap shot you throw at me, and you know that. You'll ne- never be as harsh as the voices in my head. So stop it. <laughs> but uh, like, if you read a page of this book, Cancel Culture Dictionary: An A to Z Guide to Winning the War on Fun. If you read a page of this book, it is so screamingly obvious that they didn't hire someone with a college degree to write this, that this is like, this is the high watermark for Nassau Community College and all my community college associates holders out there. Because again, I get dressed up a lot. You see me on TV with like really educated people who worked in the White House and stuff. But I am a 46-year-old man who plays video games, okay? I have no illusions about the limits to my intellect, and this book kind of leads flaw first. You know, the way I've been saying this during appearances, and I'm being honest, is if you like reading at a third grade level, you're going to love this book. <laughs> it's written at my level. This is a notch above a scratch and sniff, but what's so amazing about it, Zioli, and this is the truly hon- you know, um, humbling but mind-blowing part. So this is a Fox book. HarperCollins publishes it through Fox News. You'd order this book. If you wanted to read this book, you go to foxnewsbooks.com. That's where you'd find the website, foxnewsbooks.com. When you get the foxnewsbooks.com, the first offering is, and this is the part that's so funny. It's like Shannon Bream, women of the Bible speak. Harris Faulkner, faith still moves mountains. Jimmy Fallon, a mariachi band fought in my backseat of my taxi. And it's just (laughs) such a stark intellectual juxtaposition. And you have to just, you don't have to order the book, people who are listening, but you do have to at least visit the site and stare at how incongruent these angles are, because it's hilarious. It's like Benjamin Hall, who just like has this harrowing book about making it back from Ukraine alive after he gets blown up by an IED. And next to that is me about, you know, they're being mean to the comics. And uh, it's so bizarre. And I don't know what any of this is, but gosh, I'm having fun. Well, you should have fun. The Cancel Culture Dictionary, the A to Z Guide to Winning the War on Fun. Uh, and, and I love that you got a big book in your hand that says canceled. Now, the truth is, I know you wrote it, and, and I, I heard you on Gutfeld the other night. And by the way, next time you're hosting, happy to come if you need me on the show. Just, you know, FYI. Oh. But uh, yeah, shameless. <laughs> love you, man. Of course God. you do. I know you do. Uh, but I, you said you wrote it, you know, when you were waiting to go on stage at comedy clubs, airports, uh, flying across the country doing your shows. That's where you found time to write it. Because, I mean, really, you do have a national show. You're always on Fox News. To, somewhere, some, right, even right now, you're on TV. I don't know how it's possible. But oh, I'm about to be three more times tonight. Three more oh, times. I'm going to make I'm up sure. chair, to be specific, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 
<laughs> we're all shocked by that. Uh, but you said you found time to write it on the road, which I think is very, very cool. Because, I mean, look, you got a great wife. you got a great kid. Uh, and I know you're a dedicated family guy. I mean, truly, I know. I mean, they, they can't stand you, but you are dedicated to them, which is great. Uh, so finding time on the road was key, right? Yes. Um, basically, for me, and I think anyone who writes a lot would tell you this, you actually do your best work when you're just alone in your thoughts, because writing is a conversation that takes place in your head. And every time your wife walks in, maybe even say the sweetest thing in the world to you, she's still interrupting the conversation in your head. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to write and be locked in, at least for me anyway, unless I'm really completely alone. So I would write this book when I was in New York. I come to this building every day for real. I get into the building at 5 a.m. every day, and I write for two hours every morning. I'm usually writing stand-up. But in the course of writing this book, I would be writing at 5 a.m. every day, writing the book, and then I'd get on TV, and then I'd get on the radio and all that other jazz. But essentially, the best work got done on the road because you'd be in hotels, you'd have delayed flights, you know, all of those things. Sometimes the human trafficking deal you're engaged in, the guy's running late with the runaway, so you've got an extra hour to kill in the Arby's parking lot. You know, these are the windows. (laughs) These are the windows you exploit. You know, the bearded lady from the circus you hired to come up to your room at La Quinta, uh, she got jammed up in traffic. (laughs) You know, you get openings. you got to play the teams on the schedule, Veoli. But it was fun. It was a labor of love. This is the hook, really quick. The opportunity that time gives you, you buddy, you know? You just... You just do. I just want to say this, everybody listening, because I actually, I'm so proud of this book. I hate everything I do. You have to, in order to be good at this, because you always, you know, in our business, you got to do a show tomorrow. So you have to have a very short-term memory. No matter how good you think you did today, it's like being a pitcher in Major League Baseball. If you're a closer in Major League Baseball, you may strike out the side in the ninth, but you got to pitch again tomorrow, so you can't be too full of yourself. Just the same as if you blow the game in the ninth, you can't get too down in the dumps because you got to pitch again tomorrow, you know? So in the process of writing this book, you know, I knew there were days where I thought it was going good, but I didn't, you know, there were also days where you're like, well, you know, who's paying for this? This is embarrassment. But the point is, when I recorded the audio book last week, I was like, wow, I actually thought this came out good. And the reason I think it's good for no other reason, you guys, is again, I have no academic qualifications whatsoever to be writing a book this big. It's because there's no way you'd hear it and not think I was bargaining with you in good faith. Like, I have ideas on how we could fix the world pretty easily, uh, and there's no way you'd read this and go, like, this guy wants me to vote a certain way. That's not the hook. The hook is there's such a thing as a greater good, and we used to prioritize it politically. We abandoned it for political reasons, and a lot of greater good issues go by the wayside. Like, defund the police is a greater good issue in the sense that it shouldn't be an issue because for the greater good of society, we need as many cops to have as much support as we can give them, like the southern border. Now, this book isn't about that. It's about how things that got canceled, you know, masqueraded as progress on behalf of issues that really needed progress from us but didn't get any. But you'll read it and go like, wow, this guy is, you know, again, probably gets paid in chicken fingers and peyote, but he has a heart of gold. Jimmy Fela, uh, cancel culture A to Z. So you, so you went through every letter of the alphabet here, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I believe there's what twenty six. Is that right? Is it still twenty six? Yeah. Or have they added letters to it? There's, well, there's a plus now. It's LGBTQIA plus <laughs> dollar sign pound. And then every letter of the alphabet after that, because you don't want to leave anybody out and offend anyone, obviously. Uh, so you, you went through all this and and you, you found a cancel culture. Uh, instance, a real life thing with yep. what, with that letter. Right? Ask me any if you ask me any letter you can think of, I'll give it to you right now. 
All right, you're, you're like, this is like Sesame Street. All right, so give me a cancel culture with X, the letter X. Oh, so it was triple X for triple X actors who were canceled from projects because of their backgrounds and their, some of the comments they made politically. Uh, oh. And it's about, and that, that i got to be honest with you, there's two chapters in this book. T is for Tim Allen and Tiger Woods. Tim Allen was canceled from Last Man Standing for being a Republican ostensibly, and I explained the backstory. And uh, Tiger Woods, of course, lost a lot of endorsement money when people revolted because they found out you know, the uh, the world's greatest golfer was playing a few extra holes, if you will. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Guys, gotta go. But Tiger did. He lost $37 million in advertising deals, although that number's not exact because they were paying him in singles. But uh, the point is, the book, each chapter, chronicles the exploits. But the reason I bring up T and I bring up X, those two chapters, is I really did have a contest with myself just to see, in making the points that needed to be made, how many insanely depraved rim shots could be worked into both of them. And uh, I only bring this up because when I was recording the audiobook on Friday, the guy who's overseeing that project stopped me six times in the T chapter, and he goes, i got to back you up. That's not in the book. I'm like, oh, it's in the book, homie. It is in the book. <laughs> like, I am so shocked. I am so shocked at what they let go in this book. It's, um, but you want to know what the point is, because I'm arguing, hey, cancel culture, it's stupid. We shouldn't police words as hard as we do. For that reason, you got to let all the words go. And we really, really let them go. So, if, uh, you know, if, if people want permission, because that's what the book is. It's a 26-chapter twi- permission slip to give the world the middle finger and feel better about yourself for doing it. You'll really get something out of this. Good. I'm glad. I'm excited. I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm, I really am. I'm excited. I was expecting a pop-up book, you know? Like, okay, <laughs> it's, book. Uh, as a former cabbie, it's a scratch and sniff. It's, uh... <laughs> uh, now, when, you, when you're talking about cancel culture, obviously, the Democrats want to cancel Joe Biden right now, and they're stuck with him. Uh, they don't know how to get rid of the guy. Were you, were you as shocked as I was when he confessed yesterday that if Trump wasn't running, he really wouldn't even be in the race? I think Joe Biden would love to just be on the beach in Delaware right now. The problem for oh, him, yes, though, is would. I think the guy's got a massive, massive ego and he doesn't want to give it up. But nobody wants this guy running. I mean, David Axelrod no. shivved him uh, out, yep. out in public. I mean, it wasn't even a yep. you know prison shiv. It and was it, on Twitter in it, front of everybody. And as you know, if David Axelrod is shiving him, that's Obama shiving him. Right. Because he's so tight with Obama. So, yeah, they do want him to go. I mean, I think the truth is Biden wants no part of doing the job, but he does have a reason to stay on if only because there are certain legal indemnifications that exist if, heaven forbid, for his family, some of these investigations into Hunter really do wind up in a criminal realm. Okay, I'm not saying they're gonna, but there would be a motivation for him to maintain pardon power into early next year. So I don't doubt they harbor illusions of winning this thing, but you're right to say the party, they want nothing to do with him. And when he said the quiet part out loud, as the phrase goes, I wasn't shocked because he is a guy that's had a career of doing that is just specifically as president you like remember the time when he read the stage direction on the teleprompter <laughs> it was like repeat the line or when he picks up the note card but he reads the fact in red that those are directions that are just between them and him he's like they're telling me to call on maggie haberman from the new york times first and then he literally under that he reads the words don't say we're telling you to call on maggie haberman from the new york times first <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he's always reading the stage direction, even if it's just written in his brain. You know, I wouldn't be running if it wasn't Trump is essentially what they're probably saying behind the scenes. 
<laughs> and that's what's going to happen. Can I just give you a quick prediction? Yeah. Every and the Democrats are good at playing the long game. They really are. As a party, they do coordinate their message well. Even if we think it's garbage, everybody in the party votes in lockstep. Everybody gets the marching orders and runs with them. And that's how they supported Biden the first time around. If you remember, they wanted no part of voting for him. The AOCs of the world, the Bernies of the world, but they wound up holding their nose and doing it because they were assured they'd have a greater role in this administration if we elected a guy with dementia. And that's the truth. Okay, the bureaucrats, the people working behind the scenes, for all intents and purposes, run this thing. Like John Kerry is has a bigger role in the in, in the presidency than Joe Biden does at this point because most of our domestic energy production is run through him. But stick with me, uh, and all the climate garbage. What Democrats are good at doing is using weaknesses as strengths. And right now, the weakness for Biden is everybody goes too old. He's too old. We never know what's going to come out of his mouth. So what I think they're going to do, and everyone listening can hold me to this, is if Trump clinches the Republican nomination, which is very likely, I think the minute he does, they pull Biden for somebody younger. And it could even be Newsom, because even though California stinks, that gives the Democrats the ability to take what Republicans are preying on, which is he's too old. He says crazy things. And all of a sudden, the Democrats can turn around and go, Trump's too old. He says crazy things. And they get to use our playbook against us. And I think that's going to happen. I, I, be, I would bet you if Trump wins this nomination, Biden is off that ticket in a second. That's my prediction. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't disagree with you, but they, they're stuck with the Kamala Harris problem then, because if they if they move Mm-mm. her off a ticket for, old, you know, another white guy with great hair in Mm-mm. California, Gavin Newsom, and he does have great Mm-mm. hair, I mean, that quaff, yep. all that petroleum, oh, yeah. in it. the carbon footprint yeah. of that guy's hair is the equivalent of well, four of John Kerry's jets, I think. Uh, then they're going to scream racist, racist and sexist, but right? But not not if they bring in a woman of color. So this is the big moment for uh-huh. Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren jumps on the ticket. <laughs> this is it. This is this her chance is to shine. My favorite with Biden is when they actually play orchestra music to get him off the stage. Like he's accepting uh-huh. the best actor award uh-huh. at the Academy Awards. It's so embarrassing. So this is a funny thing, okay? Right now, it's at this point in a traditional campaign, the incumbent, meaning Trump, meaning Obama, meaning George W. Bush, meaning Bill Clinton, meaning George H.W. Bush, every one of the presidents at this point in their re-election campaigns have done a hundred events because they don't want to give up the airtime to all the Republicans that are running in a primary. Traditionally, the incumbent president has done a hundred times the events Biden has, and they've spent a gargantuan amount of money on commercial airtime just to counter all the Republicans. Republican primary commercials that are running. Biden's not doing anything of that. The Democrats are treating Biden like a homeless person in San Francisco when Xi Jinping shows up. They're actually (laughs) sweeping him out of the way as like this unsightly thing people don't need to see if we want them to have a favorable impression of our country. Yet they want him to be in charge, Zioli. It's bananas. Biden should live in a tent city. That's how they treat him. (laughs) Pre-order the book right now. Go to foxnewsbooks.com. FoxNewsBooks.com, Cancel Culture Dictionary, an A to Z guide to winning the war on fun by Jimmy Fallon. It is available January 30th, 2024, but pre-order the book today. And if you pre-order for somebody as a gift, you can you can yep. get a nice little picture of it, stick it in their stocking, tell them it's on yeah. the way. And an- and an autograph. If you guys pre-order a book before Christmas as a gift and you message me on Twitter, I will send you an insert. They have an insert that goes right into page one so I can sign it and you can have that to put under the tree. And when the book comes, you just peel off the sticker and it's now page one of your book. Who loves you, Zioli? What if I want somebody else's autograph? Can you make that happen? 
I know, because that's what <laughs> you just want some sexy, <laughs> some sexy fox girl. Now, I can actually, I talk to all of them as long as I have the shock collar on. They let me go near all of them. So just can you give me Dana me Perino's the, autograph instead of yours? Can I trade that in? Is that is that yo, doable? Me and hold on a second. Me and Dana Perino are going to be doing a book event in Manasquan, uh, nice. somewhere in New Jersey. It's not we can't I can't announce that yet because they're figuring they're figuring out the details. I don't have a date, yeah. but uh, we'll be in Jersey. We'll be somewhere right. in South Jersey. So uh, well, let's go. Manasquan is more like by the shore, but I'll tell you what: if you want to do an event with me in Philly, I would or love in the that. Surrounding regions, we can I make would this happen. love that. All I, right. Listen, Zioli Army, if you guys for real, it'd be a great night. Let's work it out. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. February. All right, brother. Rock who loves roll. you? Who loves you? I love you. That's who loves you. Oh shucks, you butter me up, Snookum. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> See ya. The five o'clock happy hour is brought to you by the Oceanfront Grand Hotel of Cape May. Save 15% on midweek stays, Sunday through Thursday, now till December 31st. Just mention the promo code Zioli at GrandHotelKMay.com. Uh, good stuff. So we'll do a book event with uh, with Jimmy, Matt DeSantis. Let's make it happen. We can do this. I'm looking forward Let's to it. Let's make it happen. Will you text uh, Darth Stalker right now? Yeah, we're working on another uh, speaker event actually right now. Um, yeah, I don't. We can do more than we can. We can do two, once, but sure. Yeah, we can do two definitely. I mean, if his book comes out January thirtieth, we could we could whip something together for January. I think. I'm sure we can. We got something yeah. in the works for February. Something in the works now. It sounds like for possibly January, we're going to be. Very yeah, busy. I mean January. Nothing happens in January. It's a boring, freaking, <laughs> cold, depressing month. So if we can do an event together and have some laughs and have some fun and Jimmy and I on stage together, it could be a good time. It sounds good to me. I've always wanted to meet Jimmy. I've never met him in person. I've only ever talked to him over the phone, but he seems like a great guy. Yeah, he is a great guy. He, he really is. He's a solid, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. I'd rather personally go to the event with Dana Perino than, than Jimmy. But, <laughs> well, obviously, you know. yeah. No, but we, we, let's, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Te- tech, if you would, send an email to Darth Stalker. He's a big fan of Jimmy's, too, uh, because Jimmy always calls him the fat Kurt Cobain, <laughs> which I think is just rude, but maybe don't remind Greg of that. What yeah, I'll leave him. Include email. that in the email. Or maybe probably just, leave that part okay. out. You don't, know what I mean? don't address him as such. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe leave that out of it. Uh, oh, yeah, FOP Lodge 5 could be a great place to do the event up in the great Northeast. Yeah, that could be fun. Well, either way, <clears throat> let's make it happen. It'd be good to be on stage with Jimmy and have some laughs. That'll be a good time. A good time. But, you know, I mean, the, the thing about um, Biden and the thing about all this, this the entire question about what he does and how they get rid of him if it wasn't for the fact that Democrats focus everything on race and gender, they would have already had it done. They'd already be out. No question about it. Uh, so let's talk about what Nikki Haley said here. I'm going to play you what Nikki Haley said, and you can give me your thoughts on this. I'll play you directly what she said and give me your thoughts and tell me if you agree with Nikki Haley. And I'll give you my thoughts on this. And obviously, you might be a little surprised by my take on this, but take a listen. Uh, Madam Ambassador, another question is what care should be on the table when a 12-year-old child in this country assigned female at birth says, actually, I feel more comfortable living as a boy. What should the law allow the response to be? Well, I think the law should stay out of it, and I think parents should handle it. Uh, Madam Okay, so I think the law should stay out of it and parents should handle it. Now, this is the problem, all right? With her arguments. I saw Johnny's Johnny's text about the government staying out of it. Um, The problem, though, is that we protect our children with laws. 
Like, parents can't beat the crap out of their kids. You know what I mean? As, 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 as annoying as my children get at the end of the day with me, I can't physically beat them because I will lose my children. There's laws against that. There are laws to protect children. I can't give my kids bourbon. I can't give my kids drugs. There are certain things that I cannot do. Not that I would share my bourbon with my children, mind you. I mean, please. I mean, times are tough right now. I'm not giving them any of it, but I'll tell them it's bourbon, but it's actually just going to be Coke, you know? But I can't do certain things. The question of this transgender thing with children, and Chris Christie has taken a similar tact, it's not a conservative position to say that if parents want their 12-year-old to have body parts removed and mutilated, that that's somehow freedom and liberty. No more so than if, than if parents believe that they should be able to beat their 12-year-old child within an inch of their life because the government's staying out of it. Or the parents that say, I want to give my 12-year-old um, – get my 12-year-old drunk and, 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 and get him liquored up, let him drive a car. I mean, if you, we, we protect children even from parents who do things that are not in the child's best interest. Now, obviously, I am not a fan – of the overuse of child services. And I've spent a lot of time over the years calling that out. I've had Lenore Skenazy on the show talking about free-range kids. I'm the guy who says the eight-year-old kid should be allowed to walk home by himself. The kid should play in the backyard. The kid should play on the playground by themselves. There are very few things that I want to limit children in terms of their freedom to be able to do. However, I also know that at 12 years old, your mind is not developed enough for you to do certain things and that you can hurt yourself. It's a parent's job to keep you from doing that. My 12-year-old son came home and said, Dad, I want to drive the car. I'm three sheets to the wind. And, and I, I guess what the libertarian or conservative approach is to say, well, keep the government out of it. I'll make the decision as a parent. No, of course not. Absolutely not. It's, in my opinion, it's the exact same thing with the transgender stuff. If a parent believes, it's one thing to say, all right, I'm going to let my kid you know, wear clothing that's the opposite of their gender. What I'm talking about, though, is the surgeries, the mutilations, the drug treatments, all of that stuff. That is harming our children. And there are bad parents out there who are hurting their children physically. I, I, I consider it to be physical child abuse, no different than if they beat the crap out of their kids or molested them. Can't molest your children either. You know, there are laws against that. Because it's not in the child's best interest. So even though they are your children, and we all do want the government out of our lives, we also have to protect children from bad parents who would otherwise do terrible things to them. And there's not many things that I think of in terms of what you have to protect parents from, but... Um, yeah, beating your children, like, I mean, like beating them, physically beating them, molesting them, giving them drugs or alcohol. And I'm not talking about the little bit of a sip of wine on a Sunday. And I'm not, I mean, that's how I grew up. I'm, that's not what I mean. You know that I'm talking about, you know, giving your kid hard drugs, hard liquor. You can't do those things. I equate this transgender issue with children the exact same way. You know, if, if a parent believes that it's in the 12 year old child's best interest to have her boobies chopped off, I, I want the law to say no. Sorry, but absolutely not. It's child abuse. And you, 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 you do not get to do that to your child. You don't allow your child to do that, nor would you allow your child to come home with a case of Michter's and sit there in the corner drinking. You don't let it. You don't do it. So, no, the government, there, there has to be some limits here to parental freedom with their children. And that's just common sense. That's a common sense thing. 
because we know there are bad parents out there and there have to be consequences for that. Now, that, like I said, I mean, a lot of times that's that's abused ridiculously. So where parents will get arrested because the kids were playing in a, you know, in the, in the playground by themselves. I mean, that's ridiculous. I'm also the guy that, that, that you know, I, I'll, I'll leave the kids in the car and run into the store. I mean, I am not exactly the guy who wants the government in your life in every way, shape or form. But 12 year olds cutting their boobies off or chopping off their schwanz. And the parents think that this is in their child's best interest. And then that child, in a few years, as their brain develops, realizes they made a very, very serious, irreversible mistake. I am not okay with that. I'm not okay with giving parents the freedom to say, sure, chop Johnny's penis off. Because I'm the parent, I think it's best for Johnny. I do not agree with that. I don't agree with that approach at all. And when Nikki Haley was governor, she basically said that. And that's what Chris Christie has said, too. That's not okay. You have to protect your children. You need to protect your children. And, and, and if parents are not doing that because, you know, you, let's say, I mean, think of the situation. You get these woke parents, 12-year-old comes to them and says, I think I'm a girl. And now to look good to their woke friends, all right, let's take Johnny to the clinic and, you know, chop his uh, junk off. And then Johnny's 16 and 17 and realizes, you know what, I really missed my junk. Uh, no. Absolutely not. I mean, these these kind of things have such catastrophic damage, can do such catastrophic damage to children that are irreversible that you have to say, absolutely not. No way. And your right as a parent doesn't get to supersede that. No more so than you beating the crap out of your kids or molesting your children or doing anything else that would cause them serious physical and psychological harm. And you don't get the right to do that just because they're your children. Because these are human beings that have inalienable rights as well. And they're not your property. They're your children. But you can't, you don't have the ability. It's like the old saying, you know, your liberty ends when your hand touches my face. I view it as very, very much the same way. Your liberty as a parent ends with your children when you do something that hurts them. When you do something that hurts them. Whether it is you give them something that is very damaging to them or and I'm not talking about Skittles. You know, don't get me wrong here. I, I, I'm not saying, well, then, you know, parents who give their kids sugar should be sent to prison. I think we can all understand the distinction and the difference. You molest a child, that child is going to have serious, lifelong, traumatic consequences. If you physically beat your children, they will have serious, lifelong, physical and possibly psychological consequences as well. If you allow your children to chop boobies and, 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 and uh, twigginberries off, they're going to have serious physical and psychological problems. And unfortunately, the law has to protect their inalienable rights to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, too. And if they don't have the mental capacity at their age to make decisions accordingly and you do things as their parent that will hurt them in their life, that is where the government has to step in to protect them. Because at that point, the government, you can't look at it as the government's limiting your freedom to hurt your children. The government is there in that sense. I believe the the Constitution's there in that sense to protect their rights as inalienable human beings to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, despite the fact that you are a terrible parent who wants to hurt your children and destroy their life. And I think that that's a very, very clear point that needs to be said by every single Republican candidate for president of the United States. No more so would I allow parents to get away with physically beating their children, beating them within an inch of their life, or molesting them, or giving them hard alcohol and drugs at a young age, or 
would I allow parents to let their children mutilate their bodies, physically mutilate their bodies and amputate body parts? We have to protect the liberty of the children, and that supersedes the liberty of a parent to do something, to allow their children to do something that is that detrimental and consequential and irreversible. Is my opinion. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. If you'd like to weigh in today, we got a lot of things. Speaking of that, by the way, a girl was assigned to sleep with a boy identifying as trans. We'll talk about that story as well. And um, what is the latest with this college shooting? Do they have a motive yet from the shooter? We'll talk about that as well. It's a busy day today for a Wednesday, huh? How about that? But guys, listen, I already ruined Johnny Cook's day by disagreeing with him on Twitter. So now I'll ruin it again by bringing up naturally nude pajamas. They are the absolute best. And they're going to make her so happy this Christmas. They really will. I gave Bridget a pair last year. She loved them. She wears them all the time. They are soft and luxurious. They look great on her. And pajamagram.com is where you go. Pajamagram.com for the naturally nude pajamas. You will see a wonderful selection, all kinds of colors and, and styles to choose from. They will gift wrap it for you and ship it out, and you will make her very happy. She's going to look beautiful in them. It's like wearing next to nothing at all. So, so soft and, and luxurious, beautiful looking as well. That's why they sell out every Christmas. So you don't want to wait. You want to do it now. Go to pajamagram.com right now, pajamagram.com right now, and order the naturally nude pajamas. And if you do that, she'll be happy. You'll be happy. You'll be happy going, this beautiful woman looks great in these pajamas, and this beautiful woman will be happy that she's so cozy and, and, and can cuddle in bed and just feel great. Pajamagram.com, pajamagram.com. Tell them I sent you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Now, this is an interesting one. As a talk show host on an AM radio station, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, do I agree with Senator Rand Paul on this issue or not? So he's trying to stop legislation that requires automakers to continue putting AM radio in cars. His new amendment to the AM radio bill would also eliminate electric vehicle subsidies. So Senator Ed Maki of Massachusetts introduced the AM for Every Vehicle Act with the explicit goal of ensuring that this resilient and popular communications tool does not become a relic of the past. Now, this is from Reason.com. A skeptic might respond that if AM radio is both resilient and popular, car manufacturers will continue to provide it. But eight of the 20 major automobile companies have ceased offering the service, according to Markey's own press release. The market currently provides some cars that have AM radio and others that do not. Yet a bipartisan group of lawmakers, including Senator Ted Cruz, believe the federal government should mandate it. So Senator Rand Paul introduced an amendment that would um, get rid of the AM radio mandate as well as also eliminating the electric vehicle tax credit. He said, mandating that all cars have AM radio is antithetical to any notion of limited government. Now, as much as I am on an AM radio station, it's hard to argue with that. It's kind of hard to argue with the government mandating AM radio. Now, the the argument that the government will use to say that there should be AM radio is that in the case of an emergency, a national emergency, the power goes down, AM radio can still be there to broadcast. And that's true. And that is fair. I also have to wonder, though, if that's one of those things where, again, you kind of got to take personal responsibility and make sure you got a good CC crane radio in your basement ready for, you know, the the S to hit the, the fan. We here, obviously, at this radio station, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, we can be heard on the Odyssey app. It's like I don't have FM in my car or AM radio in my car. So I have to listen to all my co-hosts, all my other hosts on the show, the, the, the station, I mean, on the Odyssey app. Do I miss the car having an AM? Damn right I do. I love it. Old school. I was with somebody recently. They had they were listening to the to uh, (laughs) our station on a on a classic AM radio in the car. I thought it sounded great. I have an AM radio. I have an AM radio. It's a CC crane radio that I got at the Talkers Convention, and it's got a power crank so I can hand crank it, and it's battery battery powered. And I have it for emergencies. Otherwise, I listen throughout the day on the app. Or I tell my, you know, that stupid smart speaker, I'm not going to say her name, she, she'll go crazy, but you know what I'm talking about. I listen on that. So, I mean, to mandate that cars have to have AM radio, uh, uh, you know, I, I, have a, I, I always had a problem with that. And obviously I have an incentive here for cars to have AM radio, but I also am smart enough to know this. Just because a car has AM radio doesn't mean they're going to listen to my show. Obviously. And you may have AM radio and still choose not to listen on AM radio. You may choose to listen on the app. If the argument from the government is, well, we need to be able to broadcast, we need to be able to reach people in case of a national storm or national emergency or something like that. um, That's why we need to have AM radio in cars. The, The only problem with that reasoning, though, is that what if you're not in your car? Like how do you get the information and the news if if the AM radio is the only way to do it? So why not mandate everybody has to have an AM radio in their house? Why not mandate that all homes must come with an AM radio? Like, I mean, they have smoke detectors 
and we we mandate that. And it's very, at least around here anyway, good luck selling a home and then closing on it if they don't have all the smoke detectors and everything else. You won't get a CO. And we just had to go through this whole thing, how to buy smoke detectors, buy a smoke uh, fire extinguisher thingy, how to do all that. Why not mandate that there also must be an AM radio present in the home in case of an emergency? I mean, I would personally, selfishly would love that because then people might find the show. They might turn on their AM radio and scan the channels and find 1210, find me and then fall in love with me on the first date. But I also would not want to do that because I don't like mandates and I don't like to make that argument. So the, the problem with saying that you need an AM radio in a car for national emergencies is that if you're not in your car or you don't have a car, you're kind of screwed. So then if that's really the argument, if it's really about national emergencies, well, then you got to mandate AM radio in other ways, too. It's got to be available physically, physical device. Maybe the government should give everybody one in the case of the zombie apocalypse, because how else are we going to reach you? Now, mind you, I also am smart enough to understand that a lot of the reason why they're eliminating AM radio has to do with cancel culture, because if you want to find conservative talk radio, chances are it's on AM. Although more and more now AM stations are simulcast on FM and there's apps. And I mean, it's so the world is, is, is changing all over the place. But if a car company wants to eliminate AM radio because of cancel culture, then don't buy their car. You know what I mean? Don't buy it. You don't, you have a right not to buy it. You don't have to do it. You don't have to give them your money. If you if you want an AM radio, you can still get one. I mean, there are still cars that keep them in there and put them in there. So selfishly, I like the act to keep to mandate AM radios in cars. I like it because it's good for my business. It's good for my bottom line. But from a freedom and liberty perspective, it's just hard to to justify another government mandate. Now, I also know that when it comes to cars, the government mandates all kinds of things. They mandate rearview cameras now. They mandate seatbelts. They mandate all kinds of mandates the government has. But just because the government mandates these things doesn't mean you want to have another mandate. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the argument to turn around and say, well, listen, the government already mandates all these other things. So what's one more mandate? Eh, that's a bad, that's, uh, that, that makes me a little uncomfortable. You know what I mean? I'd rather, I'd rather car makers choose what to put in consumers choose what they want and to buy and how they want to listen and then i just put out a damn good show every day so good that even if i got fired tomorrow you'd still want to listen to me and you'd find a way and we'd find a way together whether that's on a podcast or whether that's you know a megaphone whatever it is that's what i view it as i don't look at the technology as as the answer i look at the quality of the product you know what i mean it's quality of the product if, if, if AM radio goes away tomorrow and you only have the app and I suck, you're not going to listen. If I'm good and you like the show and you enjoy the show and you feel like you're learning something and you're getting something out of the show and it's not a freaking waste of your time, well, then you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna listen however you have to listen. Podcasts are another great example of this, too. I have, since we moved back to Afternoons, which is now about a year and two months our podcast numbers have been off the charts. Matt DeSanctitraterus, um, are you scared right now? Why? I don't know. Just didn't know if you saw something scary on TV. <laughs> no, I didn't see anything scary on TV. How are our podcast numbers these days? All right, now I'm scared because I actually haven't checked in a while, but we, I know we have several million downloads at this point. All right, several million downloads the of, the, of the podcast. Yeah, since we moved to Afternoons. 
a lot of people come to me and they say, Rich, I can't listen in the afternoon and I work or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I say, listen on the podcast. In fact, what I'd like to do on the 15th when we're live in Cape May again for our next grand show is if you need help getting the podcast on your phone, just bring it up to us and we'll take care of it for you. We'll get it on there. Maybe at some point we should get like a QR code or something where somebody could just scan it with their phone and download the app and you'll be good to go. But you can listen. You can listen on podcasts. You can listen to the show on Rewind on the Odyssey app. So I always say you, regardless of what time slot I'm in, because you know how fickle I am. I could be back. I could decide I want to do overnights at some point. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, how I get bored very easily. So <laughs> I miss getting up at 4 a.m. Please put me back in mornings. You know, uh, regardless of the time slot, if you want to listen, you're going to listen. I mean, think of this. What I always said too. Rush Limbaugh was the number one talk show host in the country. He was on from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's not a time when most people are in their cars. That's why in this business, we're always hearing about afternoon drive and a.m. drive, a.m. drive and p.m. drive, a.m. drive and p.m. drive. That's always what we hear about. But the king himself, the number one guy, the guy that everybody wants to emulate and, and hopes to achieve a modicum of his success one day in terms of influencing people and making real, true, fundamental changes for America that guy was on in the middle of the day, and yet people still found a way to listen to him, and a lot of people did, like 25 million people a day or something at the, at the peak of his show. So that's what I mean. It, it, to me, phasing out AM radio doesn't make me nervous. It doesn't keep me up at night. Cutbacks in radio don't keep me up at night. The only thing that would keep me up at night is if I got off the air and the show sucked, and it, and, and and of course, I would immediately blame DeSantis for that. I mean, I'm, a, I'm not blaming myself, <laughs> but that's the only thing that would keep me up at night. Would be I got I did a bad show, and then the next day the show was bad, and then uh, we were it was boring, and you didn't get anything new out of it, and it's the same stuff you've heard already, and you, there was no new way of looking at anything, and and it was, it was just talking about nonsense all the time. You didn't really care about in your life. That's what would keep me up at night, and I would think to myself, I'm. I'm not going to keep the Zioli army happy here if I continue to do this. So that's my view on the issue. You got to be really careful with these government mandates on things, especially, of course, you know, in the name of keeping us safe in the, in the form of having public broadcasts over AM radio. And I know, again, I mean, if I as selfishly, <laughs> selfishly, I kind of hope it passes, but I, it's hard it's just hard for me to be consistent. And you know that I always pride myself on being consistent with you. It's just something I've always done on this radio station. I always will do my entire career. I promise you. Uh, Republicans have blocked Ukraine aid over border objections. Good. Excellent. That just happened a few moments ago. Thank you for that, Matt, the sanctimonious. Uh, Republicans block Ukraine aid over border objections. Good. Uh, earlier today, and I'll get back into this with you. Uh, well, actually, I just, I just, I'll, re- I'll replay this clip for you that I uh, that I played earlier of Joe Biden. What he said, he accused Republicans of holding Ukraine's funding hostage. Cut two. Holding Ukraine's funding hostage is their extreme partisan border policies. Let me be clear: we need real solutions. I support real solutions at the border. I put forward a comprehensive plan the first day I came into office. I made it clear that we need Congress to make changes to fix what is a broken immigration system. Mm-hmm. So what happened now, apparently the vote was 49-51. So there must have been some Democrats in there, too. My guess would be Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. 
That's my guess, Matt. They probably voted against it. This was in the Senate, obviously. That would be my guess as we learn more details about that. You know, spe- speaking of um, of Biden, what was how do you, all that money he was paid by the University of Pennsylvania? Remember that to teach a class where they found all those classified documents, but he never t- he never taught a class. He actually never did anything there. What was Joe Biden's role at the University of Pennsylvania? What was his role there? I've always wondered this too. We know that there was a batch of cla- bunch of classified documents there at the Penn Biden Center. We know that he got lots of donors from China to write big fat checks to the university. They paid the guy over a million bucks or just about a million bucks for what what was the purpose what did he do what did he bring to the table what did he bring to the table cut number 11 miss mcgill as president of upenn can you give us some insight into why joe biden was paid almost a million dollars by upenn what were his responsibilities when he is at upenn did he teach a class I appreciate the question. Uh, President Biden was a professor of practice at University of Pennsylvania for a little over two years. My understanding is that his salary was $400,000 a year. We also had uh, Mr. Jeb Bush as a professor of practice at University of Pennsylvania. uh, President Biden had a wide variety of uh, uh, obligations. He was in many different classes. What obligations exactly did he have? He, was, he held seminars. He was in many different classes. He interacted with thousands of students over the time he was there. Mm-hmm. He invited uh, speakers. The goal of the center was to enhance... For $400,000, anonymous, uh, anonymous Chinese donations poured into UPenn after your university hired Joe Biden, and he appeared to have a no-show job. Uh, no show job. It's like the Sopranos. Got no show job, no work job. By the way, no show is the better of the two. No work means you got to be there, but no show, you don't even have to go. So that's the better. If you're looking, if, like, if you're doing business with the mob and they offer you no show or no work, you always want the no show job. No work, you still got to sit there in your fat ass all day smoking a cigar. You know what I mean? But you got to be there. <laughs> like so, Tony had the no show job. He never had to show up. But the lesser guys in the crew, they all had to show up. You know what I mean? You want the no-show job. You want the no-show job. It's also no work. It's built in, obviously, by the, by definition, right? Uh, Kristen Clark, Biden's assistant attorney general for civil rights, had no clue about the case before the United States Supreme Court, Missouri v. Biden. This, of course, is the case that exposed the Biden administration's collusion with big tech to censor Americans free speech. Here she is questioned by Congressman Dan Bishop of North Carolina. Cut 12. Missouri versus Biden case uh, in the district court. The court explained, quote, if the allegations made by the plaintiffs are true, the present case arguably involves the most massive attack on free speech in United States history, close quote. Court went on to find that the plaintiffs were reasonably likely to succeed on the merits at trial, entered a preliminary injunction. The Fifth Circuit has affirmed. The Supreme Court has taken jurisdiction of the case. Of course, that's all civil litigation. Is any criminal investigation or prosecution of the persons responsible for that activity in the FBI, CISA, and at the White House and their co-conspirators underway in the Civil Rights Division? Um, Congressman, I'm I'm not uh, familiar with this litigation, but happy to bring your question back. Thank you. So let me just make sure I understand that. You are not aware of the Missouri versus Biden litigation that is currently being uh, taken up by the United States Supreme Court. Is that correct? 
Unfortunately, I'm I'm not, Congressman. Assuming not, uh, assuming that you're not aware of that. Anyway, um, we can jump out of this, but she's not aware of it. That's the case that says the, the Biden administration basically forced big tech to censor people. Speaking of that, Al Gore has a comment about social media algorithms. He compared them to AR-15s. I'll get into that with you in the 6 o'clock hour. But Don's in Franconia. He's been holding patiently. Hello, Don. Yes, sir. good evening, Rich. How are you doing this evening? All right, buddy. What's on your mind? What's on my mind is something you mentioned a little bit ago on your show about Mr. Biden's making the comment that uh, he's only basically in the race because of Trump being in the race. And you kind of question as to why he would uh, say something like that. Uh, According to the last polling, uh, the other Republican candidates, mainly Haley and uh, the other guy, DeSantis, DeSantis, uh, actually beat Biden head to head by a larger margin than Trump does, which I can't understand. But uh, that's what I hear. And secondly, I, you alluded to the fact that, obviously, Biden beat Trump the last time, so he has a history of beating him. So I think those are the reasons why uh, he, he made that statement. Well, Don, I, I appreciate your thoughts on that. Thank you. I, I think it's um, – and have a wonderful night. I think it's, you know, whether or not he really did beat him or there were such shenanigans played in places like Pennsylvania where the Supreme Court – change the time, manner, and place of the election to allow the Democrats to get in as many absentee mail-in ballots as possible, we'll never know. But um, I, I think I think everybody in Biden's orbit knows this time around, there's no COVID, there's no hiding in the basement, there's no pretending the laptop is just Russian disinformation. This time around, you have a record, there's an economy, it sucks under you, it was better under Trump. This time around, Trump wins. And that's what they're terrified of. They cannot allow trump to win we have a big six o'clock hour coming up fourth and final hour but i want to let you know that my friends at emmons roofing and siding do fantastic work of course the team at emmons is first rate they are the best roofing siding windows and doors trust emmons plus kitchen and bathroom remodeling emmons does that too and i'm so happy of the great work that matt and stephanie the entire team at emmons do every single day they work hard and they absolutely deliver for their customers they serve pennsylvania new jersey delaware and the jersey Shore. And if you have a Jersey Shore house, make sure you get that roof inspected because Jersey Shore winters are brutal on shore homes. Trust the company that I've been using now for six years. Emmons is your one-stop shop for all of your home remodeling needs. Kitchens, bathrooms, siding, roofing, windows, skylights, you name it. Emmons will deliver for you. Just go to EmmonsRoofing.com or EmmonsRemodeling.com. You'll see their great work or visit the Emmons Design Showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Trust the company that I use, EmmonsRoofing.com. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 